Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live. I'm your host this morning, Mark Holcraft. A joy to be with you on this Wednesday morning, August 17th. 2022, in case you couldn't remember what year we're in. Uh, we're closing out the summer of 2022, and this is wild. Uh, everything in the atmosphere is pointing to the school year starting, which has some students sad and some parents happy. You know, <laughs> we're ready. Um, but I, I say that jokingly at the same time, recognizing uh, sometimes, uh, well, for some of us, we're not, we're not that excited for summer to end. Um, but for me, as I experience the air in the evening, it's starting to get a little more crisp. Um, you just you sense the change of seasons. I think that's just God's way of inviting and enticing all of us. You know what? We, we move forward with him. He accompanies us in all things, even in the change of seasons, literally and figuratively. Um, speaking of change of seasons... Um, I'm here with our first guest, and in a moment we'll, we'll dig into him, but just to introduce him quick, uh, uh, Blake Ritterman. Good morning, Blake. Morning, Mark. It's great having you. And I say change of seasons because Blake is one of our newest hires to the Real Presence Radio family, our, our staff and team as the new listener relationship coordinator for, I should have you introducing yourself in this, for <laughs> Eastern North great. Dakota and awesome. Northern Minnesota. Um, so I, we're, we're excited to share Blake with you. Uh, and we, we want to get to know him. But before we do that, let's begin all things, all good things begin with prayer. Let's begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we thank you for this beautiful morning. We thank you for the gift of what it means to be a son and a daughter, your son and your daughter. We thank you for the gift of your son, Blake. We thank you for the opportunity of the beautiful guests we have on with us this morning throughout Real Presence Live, we ask for your Holy Spirit to guide us, guide our conversation, anoint the ears of our listeners, help us to hear something new that you desire for us to take away today to draw us closer to you. We pray all this in and through the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, Blake, it, it's a joy to have you. You joined the team yesterday. Uh, you've been very busy. <laughs> yeah, it's been a busy first day. <laughs> yeah, busy busy in the office, but also just busy in home. Yeah. So I talked about in, in right, opening comments, just the change of seasons. Um, what does that mean for you? What's What's been new for you? Oh, boy. Yeah, this has definitely been a change of season. Um, so for the past... I think just going back, you sure. know, um, right out of high school, I entered seminary for the Diocese of Fargo. I studied there for, for five and a half years and then uh, discerned out, uh, married my wife, uh, Megan, um, have six kids, John, Ruby, Libby, Claire, <laughs> Thomas, and uh, Cece, Cecilia. And uh, for the past 12 years, I've been working with um, those with intellectual disabilities. So I've been working with uh, a local nonprofit here in North Dakota, 
um, in another company in the Minot area where we serve uh, adults and children with intellectual disabilities. And that was my passion. I loved it. Um, I really enjoyed it. And then the Lord just, you know, starts tugging, you know, starts tugging that this maybe there might be something else um, for me and my family. Um, and uh, my, my parents um, here in Fargo, um, they live here in Fargo, and they, they saw a job opening for Real Presence Radio and, uh, and just gave me a call to say, hey, you should check this out and see. So I called, uh, I called the office here, and Mark happened to be in the office and uh, um, had a, a good conversation with him. And, and me and Mark, we, we met probably, geez, 15 years ago when I had a lot more hair. I think it was, yeah, you did. <laughs> but also, so did I, so I can't say much. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so it was great to reconnect, and it just felt, you know, and, and we had a, just a, a beautiful time, me and my wife, of discernment. Um, where where Mark was on vacation, and I I was actually on vacation at the same time, where we could just really uh, dive deep, pray to Novena to Saint Joseph, and it really became clear that uh, this is we're supposed to take this leap. So we were living in uh, Velva, North Dakota, uh, um, just a beautiful area um, and a beautiful parish that we were we were part of at uh, Saints Peter and Paul in Karlsruhe, and uh, to leave that's really hard, but we felt just so much peace in coming back to eastern North Dakota, where, where I was born and raised, um, and to be part of the, the Fargo of Moorhead community, um, and start this journey. You know, I'm going to be stretched. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn a lot of uh, just building relationship with people, but the gift is I get to be really intentional about speaking of the faith. And uh, that's something I think I've missed, um, and I sure. really didn't know that, um, just being really... It, what I was doing was very pro-life work, you know, working with people That's with intellectual work. disabilities. Yeah. Loved it. Um, but really to be intentional with my faith and to speak my faith on a, on a daily basis, to start the day with prayer um, in the yeah. work, in the working environment is just a beautiful thing. So yeah, I am just blessed and happy and at peace and, and being here. So awesome. Well, it's a gift having you. It's so interesting, Blake, you know, a couple of things that you said and just, how the Holy Spirit pulls things together. There's, uh, I like a saying, a friend of mine taught me, you know, Catholic dot the dots. Yeah. You know, and just how he, how the Lord uses moments, not only in a person's life, but even when we use the saints, you know, or using, just using people. I'm intrigued that you said it was your parents that saw the job opening and mentioned it to you. Um, The exact same thing, or very similar for me uh, with executive director two years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it wasn't me who saw it because we I was in Cincinnati with my wife and kids, um, but my mother-in-law saw it mm-hmm. and brought it to Meredith. And um, it was right in the thick of some COVID business going on. You know, a lot of things are closed down. And Meredith's mom, she had actually mentioned a couple of opportunities. And God love her. I, I, she's awesome. Um, she was, there were a couple of times I think she was just hoping, wanted to get Meredith back. Right. You yeah. know, back to the area. Yeah. And so she had mentioned a couple of positions a couple of times over the years. And we just knew, no, that's not it. Mm-hmm. But then when that was mentioned to Meredith, um, you know, Meredith, who missed home, missed, missed being yeah. in the Minnesota area, you know, because her family's from northwest Minnesota. Yeah. Um, so to hear Meredith say to her mom when she missed home, mom, that we're not called to be back there was really yeah. like, wow, okay, we, she has engaged this. And we, we believe it, but you just, when you hear her say it, yeah. just became real it was very inspiring to me to hear yeah. meredith really step up when i knew there was a you know the desire is to follow the lord's will but knowing that it was hard to be away from some family yeah. so when she uh 
when that position was brought up, she said, Mark, I think we need to think about this. Yeah. You know, so parents and parents in law, yeah. you know, you, well, see, very, we do listen. <laughs> we do. And very similar with, with my wife. Like, there was this, we were in the midst of the sermon, we were kind of back and forth, didn't know what we wanted to do. There was, there was confusion thrown in. There was, there was a lot of stuff that was, that was thrown in. We're like, what? Just give it. We just want an answer. And there was this moment where um, kids had went to bed and I went to the, the parish uh, just to pray. And then uh, had a good talk with the pastor there, uh, Father Matthew Kramer, uh, a yeah. good man, and a good priest, a good father. Um, and then I came home, and it was Megan who said, yep, this is it. This is what we're supposed to do. And it was through that where I felt, okay, I'm just really confirmed through the woman to say, through my wife to say, yep, this is this is what we're supposed to do. So it was a real, you know, it's it's a package deal. You know, the Lord's just not going to speak to me. We're, we're married, you know, with a, through that sacrament, we're together in this. And, yeah. Uh, for the Lord to speak to her and then just really confirm in both of us, this is what we're supposed to do. There's still struggles. There's still, you know, the crosses along the way and in this, but um, in the end, there's a deep seated peace. Like this is where we're supposed to be right now. Absolutely. There's something to be said about mutual discernment. You know, as, as you two, you know, the two shall become one. And so you enter into a mutual discernment and you really learn so much about each other, even through those moments. Right. You know, and so that you continue, you know, we talk about, one of the, the fruits of marriage being, you know, uh, pro-life with the raising of kids, but also pro-unitive. Yeah. And that the husband and wife become one. Yeah. And that sometimes takes work. <laughs> oh, for, <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> well, then I put that nicely sometimes. Um, but it does. It's, it's intentionality. It's a surrendering, you know, yeah. uh, to one another, to the Lord. You yeah. know, mutually surrendering to the Lord. So, okay, we're, we're talking a little bit of discernment and we kind of, yeah. we jumped ahead, but it's, it's all good. And so you mentioned in your history, you were in seminary yeah. for five, five and a half years. Five and a half years, yep. And what a gift to learn further about discernment, let alone to exercise it. You discerned out of seminary, but then just what we're talking about now yeah. regarding uh, discernment within the married life. How was your experience? I mean, in general, how was seminary? But how was that? What particular areas was that formative for you? I... Seminary was just beautiful. It's not wasted time by any means. I entered right out of high school. I became Catholic when I was a junior in high school. I was 17. So very soon after I became Catholic, I, I joined the seminary um, just through the guidance of a good father, Father Leffer, and, and helping me in that way. But really what seminary to me is it, that first level of vocation. Like, who, I, who am I before God the Father? I'm a son. I'm a beloved son. And uh, in that relationship i know who i am as a man you know i'm um you know i'm his son i'm his beloved one and and with that that deep-seated confidence in who i am i'm able to um live the mission you know and and really discern what i was called to do and it took five and a half years to really (laughs) you know uh to really get that deep-seated of who I am, you got to deal with a lot of... I mean, it's everyone's journey. It's just my journey took me to seminary to have that, that deep-seated discernment where I could be really, you know, you're in the world, but you're out of the world. You're kind yeah. of... You have a routine. You have community life. You're doing a lot of beautiful things with, um, with your brother seminarians. You're learning from each other, the intellectual life, all of that. And then uh, it just came to a point where... Just, again, that deep-seated piece where the Lord is calling me elsewhere. You know, Blake, this is where, you know, in the ship of life, you're supposed to go to port here and, yeah. and get off the dock, and then and then uh, something will be waiting for you. And uh, and then just how he took care of me providentially through, you know, being at the men's house in Grand Forks near the Newman Center and being part yeah. of that community, meeting my wife 
um, in Grand Forks there. And then, uh, and then again, having, having six children leading us to Western North Dakota and back to Eastern North Dakota. But seminary in a nutshell is just, it's a way in which, again, not wasted time. You know, don't, don't think of it as a failure by any means. And any man that was been in seminary that's not a priest today will tell you that it's a, it's a real gift um, because mm-hmm. it really teaches you who you are before God. You know, I am a son. I'm a beloved son. Yeah, and, and you said it, you kind of giggled or laughed a little bit uh, when you said five and a half years in the sense that it took you that long. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Some of the reality of that, I imagine, is it's not just five and a half years that it took you to claim ownership of, to claim ownership of you being claimed by God, right? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, as far as the son of God. But in that process, the Lord's taking off layers. You're experiencing yeah. healing. Yeah. You're experiencing, you're, you're being chiseled. You know, yeah. the the potter, and you're the clay. Yeah. Um, again, a point that resonates for me, I had never been in seminary. Um, I did live in a rectory with a couple of priests for a few years. And, and prior to that, I served as a net missionary. And I, I joke, but I, it's true. Within my two years of serving as a net missionary, that's, I think, when I really came to just be secure yeah. in my sonship to the Father. Yeah. You know, that I don't have to take my security in having a girlfriend. I don't have to yeah. take my security in being good at sports or being good at other things, which was a struggle I had growing up. So those pieces, um, for sure. Um, and I, I want to make another connection, too, because it's, you've mentioned Father Kramer. You've mentioned Father Leffer. These are two priests within the Diocese of Fargo. Our listeners know those names well, Father Leffer being a regular host for us. Yeah. Um, Father Kramer, the, the Kramer family, for those in the Grand Forks area. And it's it's beautiful because every market, if you will, every uh, every signal and station that we have throughout the network, we have families like that, that people kind of know those names. Yeah. Um, another name that our listeners would be familiar with would be Father Craig Vosick, which I think is who introduced you and I. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so years ago, uh, Father Craig, because I think, were you at seminary with yeah, him for a couple at, of years? Yeah, he was at Cardinal Minch Seminary uh, with me. Um think for three a total of three years and so i got involved he was a you know a, he's a priest for the diocese of crookston and so i got involved in d week which is the big uh youth diocesan uh um, rally if you will yeah oh, it's a week-long retreat yeah, yeah that a, that net ministries does but you were on staff and that's team. right yeah so it was a beautiful thing and that's where i was introduced to you through father craig and then just i mean all of my brother seminarians that are now a priest it's so great to um just go back and and visit with them and to you know me as a married man and, and them as a priest it's just a beautiful thing so yeah blake we have to come to a quick break here um it's so good talking to you come on the other side of the break we'll continue with blake and we're also going to continue with another actually technically the newest hire with real presence radio and we'll introduce her to you as well stay with us stay with us there's more real presence live to come on the real presence radio network Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. 
Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director of Riverview Place. I've worked my entire career in healthcare as a social worker in the hospital, skilled nursing, and hospice settings. I love my job. Not only do I get to work with a caring, dedicated team that displays human kindness to every resident, it's a privilege to offer seniors a lifestyle that reminds me of what it felt like to grow up in the small rural town of Buffalo, North Dakota. To join our faith-based community, call us today for a tour at 701-412-1952. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, Real Presence Live. I'm your host this morning, Mark Holcraft, joined with our guest, Blake Ritterman, but we also just added a new guest um, because she's also new to the staff and family of Real Presence Radio. Not new to like the listenership. She's actually been with us before. This is Rachel Juvie. Good morning, Rachel. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Good, good. So we're excited to have Rachel. She's back in the sense. So last summer she was a guest with us, um, and she actually joined my son Thomas because they had just completed a year serving with Net Ministries, ironically, which was the group that put on Discipleship Week, which is what Blake and I were just discussing because that's when Blake and I first met. So again, it's just those Catholic dot the dots. That's right. You know, what the Lord's doing. Beautiful. Um, and that's it's what we hope for. I mean, it's in those spaces where the Lord's going to invite people to come together. Um, it's to no surprise there's kind of a full circle, you know, but full circle, but some things have changed. So it's a year later, kind of full circle, and now you're joining our staff as a part-time board operator. So you're learning the ropes today. Today is day one. Yep. How's it going? It's going good. I feel like I'm learning a lot, just like watching. Awesome. Looks doable. <laughs> this is good. This is good. So, um, but it's, it's a year later, and mm-hmm. I think our listeners would be fascinated to hear what you've been doing over the last year, Rachel. Yeah. So since August last year, I have been a house mother um, at the St. Gianna's Maternity Home up in Warsaw, north of Grand Forks, um, working with the moms there, helping out in any ways that needed to be done there. So for those who are not familiar with the Gianna home, because even you say working with the moms, mm-hmm. what does that mean? What's, what's the Gianna home? And for you working with the moms, what did that look like? Yeah, so the Gianna home is just this um, it's just big house in Warsaw, North Dakota. Um, they, it's a home for um, normally single mothers who are pregnant, um, who need support. So we, we take them in, we give them a place to live, help them kind of form another normal life in any ways that they need help, go to school if they need to, 
help them with their taking care of their kids. Sometimes they uh, decide that they want a place for adoption, so we help them with uh, the adoption process and all that kind of stuff. So as a house mother, um, I was basically like, when I first got there, I was like, wow, I'm like my mom. Um, <laughs> yeah. I make sure they're up in the morning. I help clean, help with cooking, take them to doctor's appointments, run errands, um, watch kids that need when they need to be done, that kind of stuff. So, so you, I mean, jokingly, but, but praise God, you say you're, you're like your mom in that. Like I, when I hear you say that, I think every mom just laughed who's yeah. listening. <laughs> um, because you had to engage, it sounds like not just responsibility, but you found that you're responsible for others. Mm-hmm. Is that more what you're getting at? Yeah. Um, and you're helping these women get back on their feet. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like unplanned pregnancies. Yeah. Probably for a lot of these women. Yeah. Um, so the Gianna home, I, I think it's a beautiful ministry. And it cracks me up because if you're not from North Dakota, you already think North Dakota is on the edge of the map anyway. You know, right. you're <laughs> like, what, what's in North Dakota? You know, and so then you're in here and then you go to Warsaw, which like, again, you could be from Fargo and it feels like Warsaw's on the edge of the map. Yeah. And yet it's this beautiful place. It's a beautiful parish mm-hmm. and this incredible profound ministry happening there. Yep. Um, and this is the Lord moves wherever he's welcome. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and he's moving in Warsaw through that beautiful ministry. And so now you're in Fargo. Mm-hmm. And what what brings you to Fargo? Yeah, so I just moved yesterday to Fargo, actually. I am starting school at the North Dakota State College of Science at their Fargo branch. I'm going to be doing their paramedic program. So I'm here at Real Persons Radio for a part-time job. Awesome. Yeah. Well, welcome. We're glad, we're glad to have you. Thank you. Um, again, you know, for all of us tuning in this morning, uh, I'm your host, Mark Holcraft. Right now we're joined with Blake Riddeman. Uh, who is the new listener relationship coordinator for Eastern North Dakota and Northern Minnesota. And we're also joined with Rachel Juvie, who is our new part-time board operator being trained. Um, and again, this came up quickly and briefly with Blake and I earlier, but the reality of the change of seasons, you know, and at first it more just being offering, offering an observation and kind of being humorous, like the change of seasons from summer to fall. And yet there's, there's something very literal and figurative happening um, for both of you. A change of seasons in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, a move is no small task, mm-hmm. uh, especially with your wife and six kids. Um, yeah. So there's just a, a beautiful, I want to, the word irony comes to mind, but really the, the Lord's doing. Yeah. Um, so for Marith and I, we just obviously resonate with that very mm-hmm. real. Um, to the to the point of the detail, six kids is like, wow, Lord, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and then for you, Rachel, you just moved here yesterday. Mm-hmm. What are you doing here? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but um, just moving. And that's the, the beauty of the single life, yeah. you know, and you're going into college. Um, before you served uh, at the um, Gianna home, mm-hmm. you also served in a different ministry. Um, so you, how many years out of high school are you? I've been out of high school for two years. Okay. Yeah. And so what was the other ministry you worked with there? I worked with Net Ministries. So, again, it just... As a missionary. This is, this is beautiful, people, because this is not planned <laughs> this morning uh, in the sense of just connecting dot to dots. And I think for all of us uh, who are tuning in, um, there's a lot of that in our life. Um, when you realize, you look, you look back at your past, at who has been some key people in your life? Um, and so I just want to build on that a little bit because in relationships, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but if you could, Rachel, think of who are some priests that have been formative because some of the things 
uh, Blake and I are connecting is like some of these priests. I know you know some of the names of the priests uh-huh. we just mentioned. Um, now we could say, well, duh, they live in the same area. It's like, yeah, but how the Lord is moving, like Father Leffer, was Father Leffer at the Newman Center? Yeah. When you were there? So actually, <laughs> Rachel and I were, were part of the Newman Center, St. Thomas Aquinas Newman Center at UND, and then St. Michael's uh-huh. as well. So um, I know her family pretty well, um, her, her dad and mom and everything too. So, so and it's, I mean, for people who, like most Newman Centers, their main outreach is to college students. Yeah. So we just told people that Rachel's two years out of high school and yet you're in college 15 years ago what's going on so some newman centers though uh within that specific uh work to reach out to college students they've found a beautiful way to incorporate families correct Mm -hmm. yeah you know and i think with father leffer i know that was one of the uh, areas he brought there is um just just connecting you know college students they're so often not rooted in a community they're transplants they've come in and so to try to root them with connecting them with families, I know uh, Father Leffer and other priests, other Newman centers have had similar vision might be a strong word, but maybe that's it, you know, to some of that extent, you know, um, and it's, I, I say this because then some, some, uh, some priests and pastors like, well, let's zero in on the outreach to the college. Yeah. And there's the reality is that there's a need for both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so, but your family was there. Yep. Right. And so, what's the history? This is funny. This is awesome. <laughs> well, I mean, my, I think my parents went there ever since they got married, pretty much. Um, so, I grew up going to the Newman Center till I was about a freshman in high school. So, I guess when you asked the question earlier about, you know, like, what priests were influential in my life, I'd probably say Father Leffert, too. Like, he mm-hmm. did my sacramental prep for um, confession and confirmation and First Holy Communion and all that stuff. Um, and so, like, I grew up from when I was probably, like, I don't know, six to eleven or twelve, maybe. Um, he was the priest I knew. So. Yeah, yeah. No, that's and that's awesome, and that's a big part of it. That's the priest you knew. That's the priest you know, and so much is learned about the priesthood and the Catholic faith through that priest. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. One thing I remember about the Newman Center. Now we're we're going back here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just after mass. And this was always sometimes difficult for me as a, you know, just trying to figure out who we are as a married couple, who we are as a family. They, uh, many families after mass would stay for mm-hmm. a couple hours, I think, yeah, Rachel. Like, and they would, you know, just hang out as a time of community fellowship, really living the Sabbath, like really living um, what Sunday's all about. And we participated in that as well. And it was just such a gift to really get to know um, those families outside of, you know, sitting next to each other at the pew. You know, and that's a it's a beautiful thing that I think uh, I really enjoyed. It's sometimes difficult for me, like cause I, I just want to go home, just want to go home. <laughs> but yeah. uh, there was times where you really enter into that, and you're like, man, it really formed us, uh, me and my wife Megan, as a new married couple, a new family of like, uh, and this is how you live a good Catholic marriage and a good Catholic family life. And seeing Rachel grow up, and seeing you know her brothers and and sister grow up and stuff too just to see how parents do it and see the struggle, seeing, yeah. you know, they yeah. sometimes get angry with their kids. Sometimes they, you know, <laughs> seeing those real things is such a beautiful thing that I got to witness. And that was part of just my formation as a married couple Absolutely. In, at the Newman Center. So, yeah, 
definitely thank your mom and dad for forming me in a lot of ways too. So <laughs> I'm sure you'll have a chance to. I'm sure I will. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, no, that, that's that's a huge thing, you know. And again, in pulling these strings together, the Catholic dot to dots, we could even say the RPR dots to dots, um, because not only some of the listeners, especially the listeners more local to the, the Fargo Diocese, Crookston Diocese, they'll recognize these names: Father Laffer, Father Kramer, Father Vosick. These are um, beautiful men. One of the things that Real Presence Radio, we really try to recognize and hold up is their priests. You know, we have um, a program called Honor Your Fathers, you know, where we, like, we, we invite people to nominate uh, priests who have, frankly, in some way demonstrated heroic virtue. You know, and how has that virtue been passed on to them, whether it's their families or maybe it's employees at a parish that have really just, they appreciate their pastor and their priest, what they've been able to do. Um, and so the honor of your fathers, it doesn't have to be a pastor. It could be an associate. But these priests that are doing dynamic ministry, um, our priests are amazing men. And the reality is they just have major targets on their back that the evil one wants to take them out. So I think when we have the opportunity to lift them up, to affirm them, to affirm how the Holy Spirit's moving through them and using them for the work that they said yes to. Yeah. You know, God had called them to that life. Um, I think our priests need to be honored and, and respected and reminded, uh, thank you for being a good priest. Thank you for that. You know, and so many of our priests, we've all been influenced by yeah. these priests mm-hmm. that have said yes. You know, um, I could think of certain priests within my own life that have been huge for me, not just for spiritual formation, but you know, even some human formation pieces. Or they just leave you these nuggets that it could be years later, and all of a sudden you retrieve, like it just comes to your memory. You're like, huh, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. So the Lord works there. We already have to be done <laughs> with the first segment. Um, so, Rachel, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for being with the Real Presence Radio family. We're very excited to have you, Blake. We're very excited to have you. So, thanks for your yes and your discernment to Real yeah. Presence Live. Thank you. You're welcome. When we come back, we're going to be joined with Jake Markle from Light of Christ Catholic Schools and a new initiative that they are working on. Stay with us, Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 